Welcome to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. This is the place where we talk to people who have had weight loss surgery and successfully kept the weight off. We learn what to expect before and after surgery. We uncover the tips and tricks that will make you a success. And now, here's your host, Dan Abeling. I'm looking at a study from 2009 that says the average age of bariatric patients at the time they have surgery is 43 years old. And 83% of those people that had surgery were female. Times are changing and so are these stats. Slowly but surely, men are choosing to have bariatric surgery. And as doctors hone their craft, older people are choosing surgery as well. Today, we have someone special on the show. Walter had surgery at age 65. He's one of the rare males over age 50 to have weight loss surgery, and he's loving life less than a year post-operative. This story is also great because Walter gets into details about weight loss surgery pathway for people with VA insurance. Let's get into it. So Walter, thank you for being here today. Tell me about your struggle with your weight. Dan, I'm, as you know, I'm 65 years old, and I have struggled with my weight my entire life. I've had periods of great health and fitness, and I've had periods of otherwise. Uh, I, I struggled with my weight as a child and as a teenager, but not badly. I was in the Army for five years, and that tends to, that tends to keep one a little fitter. But uh, as an adult, I found myself, uh, I worked in industries that involved a lot of partying and uh, eating and drinking, and I found myself putting weight on. I went through, I may be anticipating a question you asked, so here, let me just jump forward with this. Sure. I've gone through about three periods of my life, significant periods of weight loss. The first one was in my 30s, my late 30s, mid to late 30s. I went through a doctor to a program that involved liquid protein, uh, and it was just, I lived on this, I went to the doctor once a week and got weighed in and bought these protein products from him, and I had nothing but that for four months, and I lost 90 pounds, and I felt great, and I kept it off for two or three years, and then it came back on. In my 40s, I went through a period when I got into the Atkins diet. I loved eating steaks and uh, foregoing taters. You know, lots mm-hmm. of salads and, and good red meats, and I lost 75 or 80 pounds and uh, kept it off for a number of years. I'm from New Orleans, and uh, I... There's good food in New Orleans. There's good food in New Orleans. There's also a storm or two from time to time. There are. I went through Hurricane Katrina, and after Hurricane Katrina, uh, which I sat in the middle of, I came to Memphis, Tennessee to to evacuate, fell in love with Memphis and stayed. But I found myself, to be perfectly honest with you, I found myself going through a, I found a good job, a really good job. I had decent money. I was able to eat and drink as I wished, and I did. And I just got bigger than a horse. And Walter, you, to, put this, to put this in perspective, what were you at at your heaviest weight? At my heaviest weight this last April, when I began the program, which we may get around to, I was 402 pounds. Okay. So you had Uh, some weight to lose. I had some weight to lose, yes. And um, that was the heaviest I'd ever been, ever, 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 and and ever will be again. But I I found myself, 
I've, I've been retired since I was 62. I just simply, to be honest with you, my, the, the larger I got, the worse my health became. I simply couldn't keep up anymore. I couldn't get up out of chairs. I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't breathe well. And I just figured, well, I'll be dead in a couple of years, so what the heck, I'll just sit around and eat. But I, I'm a veteran of five-year service, and the VA takes care of all of my health care. God bless the VA. I don't care what anybody says. They're the best. And my doctor, my primary care physician, last April, we're coming up on a year now, said to me, you've got to lose this weight. You've got to lose this weight. We have a program called MOVE. We want you to start taking part in. And it's it's a series of uh, exercise programs and diet training and, you know, just all the typical things. But she said it also includes the possibility of surgery if you wish and if you qualify. So first, mm -hmm. I'd, first I'd heard of, I, had, I certainly was aware of bariatric surgery. I knew about lap bands and, and gastric bypass, those things. But I'd never considered it as an option for myself uh, for a number of reasons, primarily because I didn't have health insurance, and, and there was no way I could afford that, anything like that. I had no idea that the VA would do it for me. Mm -hmm. But I began the MOVE program, and they said, okay, we will begin working you towards acceptance into the surgery program. It takes several months. But in, along the way, you've got to show that you can lose 15 or 20 pounds on your own. And uh, and it began. It began in April. I began these exercise programs and, and diet training. And I, like I didn't know these things already, I just wasn't following them. And uh, every couple of months, every, every few weeks, I'd have a – I started off with a psychological exam. They checked me from stem to stern, inside and out, to make sure that every part of my – heart, mind, and soul was sound and able to go through this process. Good. The surgery, Walter, can I ask you, no, go ahead. can I ask and you this you move? Yeah, jump in there whenever you wish. Yeah, and I, I apologize for interrupting you there, but oh, no, no. I, I know there's probably other some other veterans out there listening, and even if they're not, I'm curious, is this MOVE program available to anybody across the, pro, uh, the country? Absolutely. Anyone, it's, it's a program of the VA medical system. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a VA program, and anyone involved in the VA healthcare system can participate in it. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. And, and they're, they're very flexible, and, and you, can, you can attend classes and you can attend exercise sessions if you wish. They also make it available uh, if, over the phone and online. There's, there's different ways you can connect in if you wish. That's great. In in my case, they they sent me Dan. They sent me a really fine digital scale that talks to me. Uh, when I got on it the first time, they said, "Oh dear God, get your fat butt off of me!" No, it didn't really. But it, <laughs> but it would it would you turn it on and it says, "Okay, I'm ready," and you get on it and it tells you how much you weigh. That was a good thing because, to be honest with you, I couldn't see past my stomach to read the numbers on the scale. That's yeah. the truth thing. I say that because I can now. At any rate, they sent me this scale. They sent me a pedometer. They sent me a blood pressure checker-upper. 
And uh, I could go there once a week and let them check me, or I can call in to a tele-response program each morning uh, for three months. I call and, and go through a question and answer, record my weight. I've been doing it for a year. Every, they've agreed. I've been the most successful person. Every three months when I finish the, the college, I start over again. I do it every day. It's a part of my life. Good for you. And I think that's most likely why they have that set up. So you get in the habits that you need to put in place to be successful but after let, surgery. Let me expand on a question that you asked. And you ask if anyone in the, is, is anyone available. Yes, and they, they are so flexible in how they approach it. They want you to be healthy. They want mm -hmm. you to be strong. And they want you to do it in any way that works for you. You know, and quite honestly, uh, here's a question you haven't and probably wouldn't ask. And, and as you know, this surgery is not inexpensive. This program is not inexpensive. Why would the VA go through all of this expense? And I figured it out. It's because it's a lot cheaper in the long run to get me healthy now than to keep my fat butt alive for another five to ten years treating every ailment that comes along. And you might want to edit that out. That's just a, <laughs> that's just a thought I've had anyway. No, in fact, your thought is right on. There's studies out there that show if you calculate the amount of medication someone, specifically just with diabetes medication, high cholesterol medication, and then the impending heart attacks, all of that kind of stuff, when you factor it in and you also factor in or you compare it to someone who's lost weight, that person is costing you a lot less who's lost the weight and is off those medications. And that's exactly what bariatric surgery is intended to do. So and, and, and you're right on. Talk, I'm, I'm not going to edit that out, Walter. I was type 2 diabetic before my surgery. I am not now. I'm no longer diabetic. I no longer take diabetes medicine. I no longer have high blood pressure. My, my medical records at the VA have me listed as healthy, stable, that's, that's fantastic. Instead of living in a stable. But anyway, never mind. Moving on. So let's let's move forward a little bit towards that point of surgery. Okay. What, how, how did you choose your procedure and what procedure did you end up having? Okay, good question. Uh, because in the VA system, there are only a handful of locations in the country who do this, this process. The, the nearest one to me was, was and is in Huntington, West Virginia, which is a relatively small city for such a major function, but they've got a big VA hospital there. And several years ago, some years ago, they there decided to uh, put this program together. And the process that they use is called the gastric sleeve resection. And you know more about bariatric surgery than I do, but it is my understanding that that, that is the, if not the, one of the latest uh, incarnations of bariatric surgery. Uh, it doesn't bypass the stomach. It doesn't wrap a rubber band around it to try to squeeze it off. They simply went in. They simply go in and reduce the volume of the stomach by about 85%. The very last step I had to go through uh, for this process, and, and I'm going to come around to answering your question in just a moment, uh, it was that I had to be interviewed by the surgeon there who does the process. And since I live further away than anybody they've ever operated on, they, 
they did not require me to drive there to meet them. They set up a teleconference, and I met with the surgeon then. They were concerned about uh, they were concerned about my age more than anything else, and I know you're going to want to talk about that. But you asked me how I chose the surgery. I chose the surgery chose me. The, my doctor, uh, doctor, Dr. Virk at the VA Medical Center here in Memphis told me last April, we can do this if you wish, and we began that process. Uh, I, I accepted whatever they would, were willing to do for me, I would accept, and it turned out that it was this cutting-edge surgery, uh, no pun intended. And uh, so I didn't really <laughs> go about accepting or choosing this type. It shows me, and I'm grateful for it. I'm a little surprised that gastric sleeve or sleeve gastrectomy surgery was the only one offered because oftentimes there are are still two other procedures, sometimes three other procedures offered. But I will tell you, you made a great choice based on the feedback from other people who've gone through it and, frankly, just the studies that are out there showing excellent weight loss. Simple, um, relatively straightforward surgical procedure, mm -hmm. and you're not under anesthesia for a long period of time with it. No, and I've got four little uh, tiny little scars on my stomach that aren't really unattractive. And uh, I don't have any big gashes or anything. Uh, yeah. it, they chose, at Huntington, they chose this process to be the one they wanted to do. They, mm -hmm. have, a, they have a nationally recognized bariatric surgeon who is not on staff there, who comes in. They do the surgery on Thursdays. He comes in to do the surgery, and the chief of surgery there assists him. And this is what they do. They do two processes a week, one at 6.30 in the morning and one at 10 o'clock in the morning. And they do two a week. That's what they do is this one process. And rather than, you know, they're not in the business of, of having people line up for bariatric surgery. This is a very limited uh, folk. They, they do two a week, 52 weeks a year, and I was just blessed to be one of them. Well, good for you, Walter. So let's let's talk because... We've talked about this just briefly, but you have two things that kind of separate you from most bariatric patients. Number one, you're a male, mm -hmm. and um, that in itself, unfortunately, is, is kind of rare. Um, I didn't realize not, that. That's interesting. I did not know that. It's not all that rare, but it is a little bit on um, the maybe not so common side, I should say. Okay. I think it's about 30, 25 to 30% of patients are male. Really? The rest that's, that's are all female. Yeah. And then the other thing is your age. Absolutely. And, and so tell me about that. Tell me about choosing to have bariatric surgery at, I, I'm guessing you were 64 at the time. I was, uh, yes, I, I was, yes, I, I was 64 at the time. And uh, they were hesitant because of my age. Mm -hmm. But I was so I was so dedicated to improving my health, and I didn't just start this process of getting healthy in April. I had been at it for a couple of years uh, with my doctors and with with going through through exercise therapies and all sorts of things at the VA, trying to get the weight down, trying to get it under control. Uh, I will tell you the truth, and that is that I did not. If I had not had this done, if I had not lost this weight. I might have another another two years. Maybe I could live. I just could not. I could not have gone on doing. Uh, I could mm -hmm. not have gone on surviving the way I was. Yeah. I wanted to add 
years to my life, and I wanted to add life to my years, and I saw this is the way to do it. And I convinced them of that. They, they, they told me that they had never considered anyone over the age of 55 for this surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote a letter to them, and, and when I met with Dr. Canterbury, uh, the surgeon from, from Huntington, when I met with him in the teleconference, I just, I just laid my heart out and said, I'm ready for this. I'm, he, said, he accepted me on the spot. I said, all right, let's do it. You know, it's a, when, when something is right, it falls together, and this was right. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I kind of actually want to just say congratulations because, you know, when you think about bariatric surgery from a a bariatric surgeon standpoint, the last thing they want to do is have any kind of morbidity or mortality. And so bariatric surgeons often want to reduce their risk uh, because, frankly, it alters or affects their reputation. And so not only am I saying congratulations to you, but also a big thanks to that bariatric surgery for taking a surgeon for taking the risk to have weight loss surgery on someone over 55. I will say this. I think, you know, a lot of people just think it is a lost cause because, you know, you may interview with one or two bariatric surgeons and they may say, eh, you know, I'm a little nervous um, to have surgery on someone who's 65 years old. But while it might take talking to five, six, seven different bariatric surgeons, there are surgeons out there that are highly skilled that um, are willing to take that risk and and help you kind of on that journey to a longer, healthier life. So very good job, Walter. I think you pleaded and, your and case. Just as an and, interesting and aside, I, I, just as an interesting aside, I went into surgery on my 65th birthday. Wow. Yes. Happy birthday, huh? Have any cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. For a long time after that, right? Absolutely. So tell me about your recovery. At 65 years old, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast or on obesitycoverage.com, you, you're probably aware of what a typical recovery looks like. But I got to think that at 65, that recovery period is, is pretty tough. I, to be honest with you, I'm not as I'm not as schooled at the point of this conversation on other folks' recovery as I certainly will be because now you've sparked my desire to know more. Uh, let me just I can only talk about my recovery, and it was this: uh, I flew to Huntington uh, on and had surgery on a Thursday, and I flew home to Memphis the following Tuesday, and. Uh, I was up and ready to go. The biggest challenge of my recovery was in, in, in what I could eat and drink. I basically couldn't have anything except liquids for a better part of six to eight weeks. I was on a, on a sliding scale of li- uh, clear liquids to brothy things, to, and, it just, and it just added up. But the, re- the recovery itself was uh, I had – I had some challenges with my stitching sites. I, one of them got infected on me a little bit, but it wasn't anything major. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I didn't. I didn't really have a problem. Um, I was. I kept very, very low key in terms of exercise for a week or two. I didn't get around very much until I, I felt comfortable in doing so. 
But uh, I was up and walking and, and moving around in about three weeks. And the, uh, the weight loss was just phenomenal for, for a few months, for, for a few months. Mm-hmm. Then it started falling off. I'm still losing, but it's just not a dramatic loss that it was. I, I figured at one time, the way I'm losing weight, I'll be gone in about six months. I'll just disappear. <laughs> but uh, the, the recovery's not been bad. Um, the, the more weight I lost, the more active I became. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, the two helped each other. And um, I, I did something right. really, really f- foolish yesterday. I, I bought a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a bicycle. Um, I was walking into my building. I live in a, I'm actually the resident manager of a retirement community here, big, big, wonderful retirement community in Memphis. And I walked into the lobby, and one of our residents had this beautiful bicycle. I said, what a lovely bike. He said, it's for sale, so I bought it. Went out and got myself a, a, a helmet. And this morning, as I was going off to the VA for a, for a checkup, I glanced over on the stool, and there was my bicycle helmet and next to that was a walking stick that I no longer need. And I thought, what an oxymoron. This, this image of the, the stick I no longer need to walk with and the bicycle helmet that's my future. I just, that, that's my recovery. That is an amazing image you just created for me in my mind. I'm, I'm seeing those two things side by side. And well, I took a picture is, of it, so I'll send it to you. you yeah, please do. I'm going to include it on the post okay. for this interview. But, <laughs> Absolutely. No, really. I mean, when you think about before and after photos, you usually think about, you know, pictures of people. But essentially, that's a great before and after photo. You've moved from... And the irony of it is, the oxymoron of it is, you would think that, well, the before and after would be the bicycle to the walking stick. But nope, it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. All right. So where are you at right now, Walter, with your weight? I have since... You asked me about my peak. That was 402. I've lost mm-hmm. 96 pounds since then. I was down to I was down to 383 uh, when I went to Huntington. I put a few pounds on because the surgery will do that to you. Mm-hmm. I left Huntington weighing about 389, and I weighed in this morning at 306. I'm um, I'm I'm just I'm just knocking on the door of that 300 mark. God, and it just won't it just won't come, but it will. Um, it will. It's it, it's a it's a huge milestone for me because I haven't been under 300 pounds for several years, and I'm looking forward to it. I want to be able to tell people, well, how much do you weigh now, Walter? And I'll just say 200 and plenty. <laughs> <laughs> and how long has it been since your surgery? The surgery was October the 1st. So what is that, six months? Six months, yes. Six months wow. April 1st. Yep. Amazing, amazing. And the typical gastric sleeve weight loss program for people listening to this, you typically reach your target weight between 12 and 18 months. That's so Walter has... So Walter has quite a bit of weight to lose still, and man, that's that's incredible. In six months, losing ninety six pounds, good for you. Somebody asked, I, I, I'm asked frequently what my goal is. What I, my doctor told me, and I, in fact, I'm going to have a teleconference with Doctor Canterbury here in early April just to follow up. But he told me when I left that I could expect to continue losing for probably 
close to the 18-month point, but he said to me, it's going to start slowing down. It'll just be a few pounds a month, but it'll keep coming off. And that's the case. I've been consistently losing between 8 and 10 pounds a month now the last few months. And as long as that keeps up, I'm a happy guy. But goal-wise, I would love, I would love to see 250 again. I don't think that's realistic. Because I'm 6'4". You know, I'm uh, I'm not... Oh, wow. Uh, I think that I would love to be 250 again. I think 275 is realistic, and that's probably where I'm going to – I'm going to shoot for 250. I'm going to get as close to it as I can. But uh, I I think that's probably where I'm headed. I'm probably looking at another 30 to maybe 40 pounds over the next six months. But you're going to get past that 300 mark for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'll get past that before May. Yeah. Tell me about energy levels. I'm half your age, frankly, or maybe a little more than that. But I'll tell you, from my days, even in college or going back to high school, I remember just great amounts of energy. And I think as everyone ages, it's harder and harder to kind of keep those energy levels up. Tell me about, and and when you're carrying around a lot of weight, it's even harder. And so I'm interested in your daily life prior to surgery, how it is now, and how you feel from an energy standpoint. Well, let me go back. You say prior to surgery. Let me go back a few years because as a young man, as a younger man, even when I was uh, battling weight as a younger man, I was always very energetic. I played racquetball. I loved racquetball. Uh, I loved racquetball. I lived in the French Quarter along the riverfront, and I used to – I was never a runner. I did power walks. Uh, I was very active uh, for a number of years, and so my activity level was high until I really started aging, started getting depressed, started slowing down, and then my energy, my activity level just stopped, basically, Uh, really, Mm -hmm. really just stopped. What's happening now is, in fact, I have this, um, they had sent me a pedometer, which I've thrown away. I I, I downloaded (laughs) a number of pet apps for for my iPhone. And I'm looking at the one today. So far today, I've walked 2.9 miles. For you, that's so great. Today, and I got another walk in me before it's all over with. But you know, the and Dan, you know this. The energy feeds itself. The more energetic mm-hmm. you are, the more you desire it, and uh, and the better it becomes. So uh, yeah, no, I I think you answered that question pretty well. It, it's pretty clear that in. I think you said it right. Energy feeds energy. The more you're up, the more you're active, the more you're able to stay on your feet and continue to do more each day. And, and I, I think to. that's the and goal. To. That's a key, wanting to. Yeah. Yeah, and wanting to. And I think that's part of the goal of weight loss surgery. You know, the the surgery itself, I'm sure you've heard this, is a tool to get the weight down. And once you do get the weight down, you're implementing these healthy lifestyle things that continue to encourage you to stay active. Um, and again, energy kind of feeds energy. So I think you're right on with well, that. Well, earlier I made the statement, uh, adding years to my life and life to my years. And that's the life to the years part. And the activity, the, the taking the energy that comes along and doing something with it, making making myself useful again. Yep. So... I think in kind of wrapping up, Walter, I want to ask you this question. There are a lot of people out there that think they're too old for weight loss surgery. What advice do you have for someone over 50 that is considering weight loss surgery? 
Boy, um, a, a couple of things just come to mind off the top of my head to answer your question. Find find yourself a Dr. Canterbury. Find yourself a doctor who is is uh, willing and, and, and to a degree eager to be a part of that program with you. The other thing I would say to that person is do not listen to your family and friends. You haven't asked me. You had, you had indicated in a much earlier written communication what sort of support mm-hmm. I got. I was not highly encouraged by my family or my friends. Uh, well, my, my closest friends here were supportive and are very supportive. Uh, mm-hmm. My parents and my son and, and uh, his, his wife in New Orleans thought I was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't let if if you if you have the desire to become stronger, if you have the desire to become healthier, and you find someone who is willing and able to get you there, don't let anyone else talk you out of it. I think that's great advice. Great advice. Walter, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Dan. I think, you know, bringing light to weight loss surgery, not only for males, you know, because that segment is growing and more and more males are choosing to have weight loss surgery. And frankly, that's a whole nother discussion. But for people over 50 that choose to have weight loss surgery, you know, what better time to really live your life? Um, and do it in a healthy manner and be able to get up out of your chair and enjoy life, um, you know, for the next 50 years. Getting up out of your chair is just a wonderful thing in itself. (laughs) Yes, yes. And you're going to send me that picture, right, Walter? I am. I absolutely am. And you're going to send me that information about where I can follow up with this. Dan, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. This is a blessing. Thank you for listening to the Before and After Bariatric Surgery Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. As always, check out the before and after photos from today's interview on obesitycoverage.com. If you'd like to be interviewed for an upcoming podcast, email us at info at obesitycoverage.com. Remember, it's never too late to get healthy 